When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Dirty boy. All right. <laughs> I just farted. <laughs> Honestly, seriously, man. Sort your drains out. Um, listen, when it's locked down, got to wear an act because I've not had a fucking haircut in about three months, it feels like. I feel your pain. Yeah. Um, and clearly, we were out of fucking milk, Jay. Right, starters, I don't even like drinking my brew without lingering in the air because it's putting me off my brew. Um, and secondly... That is a, an acceptable amount of milk. Did you have to milk the cow yourself? Is that why there's no milk? That's in a nice colour, that brew. That's like the colour of... No, it's not. I don't know. Balsa wood. You like too much milk in your brew. You do. That's it. that's your fault. You're a freak. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We have to ration things. You should be used to that being in Not that much. Show, it. Can, show the viewers. Can the viewers see this? What, to throw it at you and see? <laughs> no, let's not do that again. No. <sighs> Anyway, take my word for it, right? In fact, well, wait a minute. I'm going to take a foot. I'm going to take a picture. No, I'm, we're going to do this. We're, in this day and age, right, we can make this work. Right. So, right, baggers, I'm sending you this should picture. I, should I do my compost face with it like they have in the paper? I'm going to minute, yeah, even better. Do that. Go on. No, you're looking too angry. Look, look sad. Look sad. That's it, yeah. Speaking of sad. Go on. Talk to me. Just saw a video on the internet. Go on, what is it? Of a, a bin man. Right, all right. Um, well, you'll find out, won't you? Because I'm yes. telling you the story. <laughs> of a bin man. Um, I've said it's a live producer. Kung Fu kicking a snowman's head off. Oh, oh, mate. Right? Now, I'd say the stead snowman was about five foot six. Right? <laughs> about 90 pound. Right. <laughs> and the woman, this is what made me, compo face is what made me think yeah. about it. The, the guy's been sacked. Bit strong. He's been sat for... For Kung Fu kicking it off. Because the lady whose house it was... Yeah. ...was like, my three-year-old was at the window watching the bin men collect the bins. Mm, was he? Yeah, uh, it was all three-year-olds Yeah. Too. And he made that snowman. And, you know, the bin man's just kicked its head off. And I was like, 
No three-year-olds are five foot six, love. <laughs> Did he erect a scaffolding platform to put the, the, the top on for the head? He made that. Don't think so, Jay. He made that. Snow All man. by himself. All by himself. God. After recovering from a serious illness. <sighs> and now it's gone. Okay, drink me fucking shit, bro. Do you know what? You know what? You, next time you make your own fucking brew. So um, you what? I don't paid enough for this yet. Ryan in the comments says, our son got a lesson in watching that bin, man. <laughs> lesson in life. That is a good lesson in life, though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, you made your snowman, you loved it, it's there, and one day it's gone. It's like a metaphor for, for everything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that bin man, bin man deserves credit, praise, not sacking. How can, how can you even sack someone? How's that work? What's disciplinary? Right. The brew picture's going to be coming up as well, so we can put this to a vote. Put the, put the brew picture up on the wall. On the wall, on the screen. There you go. Move the comments, I can't yeah, see Yeah, he can't see. Yeah. That's lovely, that. That's per. Is that a good, like, that's, is that an acceptable level of, level of milk in that, bro? Not at all. Right, I want to know how this bin man's disciplinary went. Do you want to act it out? Yeah. Do you want to be the bin man or do you want to be his boss? Who'd you rather be? I'm not asked. Right, you be the bin man. Man, I've always wanted to be a bin man. Dave, sit down. Um, it's a bit difficult. Dave's not diverse enough. We're into murky, murky waters here. All right, then. Stacey, sit well, down. Thank you. Um, I like the way you went with that, then, as well. Yeah. You know, we always appreciate the work you do. I'm actually not a bin man, I'm a refuse collection yeah, agent. Yeah, refuse collection agent. That's well said, yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, we fully appreciate the work you do here. Thank you. Um, you put a lot of work into it. You put a lot of effort in. Um, I mean, I only work one day a week, like, but, you know, I'm there for you. That that day, usually, is very productive, and that's why today is going to be very difficult for me. Um... We've had an incident. All right. Um, and this actually falls under the umbrella of gross misconduct. How? Um, that you assaulted someone. Oh, well, that doesn't sound like me because I take my job as a refuse collection agent so serious. So on the 12th... One day a week I work. On the 12th of January, when yeah. you were working, right. you, you didn't kick the head off a snowman in full view of a, one sec, three-year-old child. Oh, uh, no, I did. You did. Yeah. As you know, we have a very strict policy on snowmen. Listen, Jay. Snow people. Here, listen, Jay. Say. You can't assault snow. <laughs> and I'm afraid, you can't assault snow, Jay. I'm afraid, you know, you're going to have to go home to your four kids and tell them that you haven't got a job anymore because we're sacking you. You can't assault snow. If you can clear out your locker, I'd much appreciate it. And if you can send me back those pictures. Cheers. <laughs> you can't assault snow. Uh, <laughs> No, you can't. <laughs> I can't defend it. Now the role plays over. You can. You're right. It's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? It's the world gone mad. Pathetic woman, says someone in age. Talking to snowmen. Oh, you're going to link this in. <laughs> someone else who's walking on the air in a minute. Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, I'm going on, mate. <laughs> you fucking... <laughs> Is he our greatest ever signing? What a shit film that is, by the oh way. Oh, my God. How can you say that? It's a classic. It might be a classic, but it's shit. It, I'll give you that. It is shit, to be honest with you. Thinking about it. What's it, the story? Um, the the, the, the um, Snowmen can fly, yeah. well, for starters. Yeah, but it's... Over salt water. Fuck, you don't think so. It, I like it when he goes and meets all the other snowmen. Yeah. They have a party, and that's yeah. quite good, that yeah. bit. And then he wakes up, and he's gone. Oh. Imagine bringing him in the house. Yeah, my... The fuck did you think was going right. to happen? Imagine explaining that, but kids explain. I brought the snowman in the house, of course you fucking did. Yeah. Yeah. You're grounded. No Christmas. Christmas is cancelled. You're not getting any presents. 
Um, yeah, it's actually a bit shit. I'll give right. you that one. Right, anyone who's not um, British, uh, I'm starting this is a British show, so what are you doing? Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> allow me to interject right. here. I'm joking. He's joking, right? But if you're not British, you're more than welcome. Um, is the snowman like a, a Christmas staple if you're not British? Or is it a proper British thing only? It's like, did he have Le Snowman? Le Snowman. Le Snowman. What's man in French? Garçon. Oh, no, it's not going to be. What is that? Yeah, but know. it's not going to be yeah, fucking yeah. whatever it is. Whatever it is, yeah. Um, it is a bit of a crap film, I'll give you that. It is a bit depressing. But it's a hard lesson that these kids need. That's the whole point of it. It's, yeah. Anyway, my point is Bruno Fernandez, regardless of the snowman analogy that you didn't like, is he United's best ever signing? The obvious answer is no. Well, how good is it? Before people start losing their minds in the comments. Well, do you know what I'd say? He is comparable to Cantona and Van Persie, but those two managed to win a title, which he hasn't done. Yeah. Um, he's, in terms of his first 12 months, fucking hell. I know. What an incredible it's season. ridiculous, isn't it, mate? Do you know what I mean? Or not even the season, I guess. It's struggled too, hasn't it? But, yeah. Um, there's all, I cannot, like, even, you go, Ronaldo, that was a hell of a signing. Well, Ronaldo didn't win, an, I think he won an FA Cup in his first season, but he didn't, um, what was that his second season? First season. His first season, yeah, 2004, wasn't it? Yeah, so, so 2003, 2004 was his first season. I mean, yes, he won something, but he didn't have this impact. No. Wayne Rooney didn't have this impact in his first season. Mm, There's been some incredible no. signings. Debut aside, yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. People forget that, yeah. Has anyone had a, a 12 month like this? I can only think, I mean, he's got more goals and assists than Van Persie and Cantona. That's ridiculous. In his first season. The Van Persie one's amazing. Because Adic wasn't as prolific, was it? He scored a lot of assists. He got a lot of assists Didn't and Cantona goals. Didn't get 23 goals? Well, Van Persie all competitions, all I think. Yeah. So he was, he was... I mean, he scored a lot of goals, Eric. I'm not saying he wasn't a good goal scorer. But he wasn't like your Cristiano Ronaldo-style goal-of-game type tackle. Even Van Persie, for me, was a Roy bit Keane, more... I don't think Roy Keane had the impact in that first season. He was still getting played at right-back and stuff like that in his I first season. Roy Keane's my favourite. If I had to say who's your favourite signing, mine, mine would be Roy right, Keane. Right, but the impact honest. of Roy Keane, 93, 94. Yeah. I mean, we Not even comparable. To the the, well, let's let's just take that. That's a good point, right? Roy Keane, no. And this is how, this is where the sort of the, the argument may come in. Roy Keane came into, and I know I can speak for you here, Arguably the greatest ever United side, 93, 94 team. And he, he was the, like the final icing on the cake that made the cherry on top that made it amazing. Because he went, he came, I love Chockey, he came in for Chockey basically. So you had a midfield of Keane Owens, Kinchelski, Skiggs, or Sharp on the wings. Yeah, and you'd bring in Leclerc yeah. and Robbo yeah, and, and, and sort of Eric and Sparky up front. But Keane that, didn't that play, I don't think team. he played every week and he didn't play centre mid every week. I, don't, I disagree there. I think, I think him and Keane were pretty, I think the only time he, he might not have is if he was suspended or injured. Um, I'm going to try and read some comments while we're at it as well. I'll, I'll, you say but what, yeah, sorry. One thing I was going to say there, my point is he came into a very good scene. Bruno came in at a United team that was at his very low ebb. Now he's lifted it. So do you give him more credit for that? Because he's come into a team that's not crap, that's an exaggeration, but not doing very well. Whereas Keno came into the champions. We were yeah, literally the champions. I don't know if you give him more credit for that, yeah. but you give him some. I mean, Van Persie came into a team that needed goals and he went, got some fucking goals. Yeah. Cantona, Eerily similar to what happened with Van Persie, a right, team that yeah. had just missed out on the title, didn't really have any Good goals. Um, here's some fucking creativity and some goals. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes came into a team that I think we would all go, we need about seven players. <laughs> yeah. And he went, <laughs> oh, just me. And he filled a lot of gaps with the, the amount of goals he contributed. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, good players. I mean, if you'd have brought, I don't know, let's say someone like Cristiano Ronaldo over the last decade, yeah, he's basically given you a goal a game. And if you can have a couple, can imagine we had Ronaldo five years ago. Yeah, certainly not now. He's he's not worth a goal a game. But imagine you can find those goal a game players. You could get two of them. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking 2 0 before we start, Jay. That's a good going, isn't it? All you need to do is have an half decent defence and you're fucking golden. Yeah. You're winning most of your games. Players that are worth two goals a fucking game. What? Oh, well. And that's obviously two of them. Yeah, yeah, two, yeah. Fucking. Ki- what? That's mad, isn't it? That is, that is ridiculous. That's all you need to do is. That's, I mean, Moneyball for, style. But, but for, he's worth a goal a game. Just fucking get him in. For a time, sort of peak United, that's pretty much what we've had. You know, like, oh, wait, you'd have Ronaldo when he had that amazing season and between Tevez and Rooney is a goal game. Yeah. Like, nailed on. One of them will well, get you goal. Well, that's it. This is, if you're moneyballing it. Yeah. So uh, Certainly in your forward five or six, where's our goals? And I think Fergie mentions this in one of his books. You have to add your goals up. Yeah. Now, you might have a primary goal scorer, Ruud van Nistelrooy. He's going to get me Boom. 30. Yeah. Right? Ish. Well, I'm going to need six or seven from each midfielder. Yeah. And there's my... No, 90 goals a season or whatever, 80 goals a season yeah. that I want to score. Boom. You literally almost money ball it. No, I get that, yeah. So you go, yeah, goal a game, Bruno. Can we yeah. find a striker that does the same? Oh, Erling Haaland, he's, probably, he's all right. Now you get Erling Haaland in, you've got him in. What about that Jason Sanchez fella? Never heard of him. That's because you're not on the ball, mate. <laughs> on the, the um, Bundesliga, it's called, right? The Bundesliga? The Bundesliga. Foreign Pay mop. attention. Hey. Brexit um, means Brexit, mate. Jason Sanchez from the Bundesliga. Is he English, though? Kinda. Right, we'll have him then. It's from Watford. That'll do. Um, you get him in. Yeah. He's bringing in, let's say, 0.75 a goal a game. You got Bruno doing basically a goal a game. That early in Ireland's about four fucking goals a game, <laughs> I think. <laughs> now you're going to start to score some goals. If you can tighten the defence up, you're a force. This is what I mean, man. We're not, I'm not that far away. Oh, and is just, you know, Sancho and Ireland and we're there. In the defence. <laughs> right. So, yeah, in the defence, it doesn't leak goals. <laughs> All right, let me let me rephrase this so it's a different way. So right. saying Paul scores and comments wasn't a signing. Um, Nor did he have a season like Bruno's had. Yeah. Do you think Bruno walks into any team, any United team? Would he walk into that 93, 94 team? Would he walk into the 2008 team? Or the he won't walk into the 93 one because, and people don't want to admit this because in people's heads, Canton has a striker and he's a number 10. Right. I've got fucking news for you, Cupcake. They literally play the same position and role and even take the penalties the same way. Kind of. Right. Without that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Spark they is more leading the line. I know we wore number 10, but he wasn't like They that. literally yeah. occupy the same role right, in okay. the team. Right. Um, in 08, I don't think there's a role for him. We'd have to change up our whole fucking yeah, style yeah. of play. Yeah, yeah. He's got the... Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Eh? All right, what about 99 then? Well, yeah, because it's a similar thing, isn't it? Keenan scores his midfield because it's 4 4 2 Does he really? I mean, here's the thing, right? York and Cole were both a pair of nines. So rare. Yeah. So rare. I mean, rare for Fergie. From Premier League era, and again, people don't want to admit, Canton, I was a fucking 10, right? Yeah. He was a 10. He was a 10 that had a license to get forward and take penalties. Yeah. But he wasn't a striker. Rarely did you see Canton um, receiving a ball behind the defence. You didn't see that. No. You saw him with players in front of him. You saw him uh, orchestrating play. You see him getting on the box on the end of stuff, but you see Paul Scholes doing that. He wasn't a striker. In a modern game, Canton has a 10. In a 4-2-3-1, and let's be real, we played 4-2-3-1 yeah. in that time. You know, like we're saying, Ince and Keane, what are they? None of them are fucking Perlo. No. 
They're two holding midfielders. They're two DMs, if you like. Uh, Kanchelskis and Giggs. They're wingers. Yeah. In every fucking sense of the word. Yeah. Cantonaji 10, we had a striker. Yeah. It's 4 2 3 1. It's a, it's a good shout. I mean, I get where you're coming from. I think, you know, the, the difference is with Keenan in is like they wouldn't have been classed DMs because they were just box to box, but they weren't attacking midfielders no. by any stretch of the imagination. And if you look at that team, which is probably my favourite team, I'm not saying it's the best, but the 94, 93, 94 team is just my favourite just because of the way they played and the f games and everything else that went with it. Um, you know, it was proper sort of, you, you're thinking I'm getting stuck in winning balls and giving it to Andre to run at 100 mile an hour and blast it into the middle of the pitch, uh, middle of the box, sorry. Fucking oh, Chelsea was so good. He was fucking mint, wasn't he? Honestly. So fucking good. He'd be worth about 100 million now in today's market because he just was... Unreal. Scored goals, set up goals. Sancho in him, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Super fucking direct. Yeah. And his cross is the same, sort of flash it across the box. Just get on it. Not really a, a Beckham style, like no. a lofter. No. Just fucking, almost a bit like a Tony Valencia, just fucking. Almost, almost daring you. <laughs> like, go on, I dare you get your fucking head on this. Valencia gets into the final third, right? Watch the match with my dad. Right. As soon as Valencia gets into the final third, he goes, hard and low. And you're like, what else is he gonna fucking do? <laughs> what else has he ever done? <laughs> oh, as opposed to fucking dinking it back, shut up. <laughs> did he do the thing though? Did he go, when he did it, go, soldier? <laughs> uh, Peter Kelly says, was just thinking, Steve, your logic is best, a best United team of each decade. Probably goes out the window in the night. So many good players for us in that era. Yeah, fucked it. You can do it decade by decade. By decade. Yeah. But the, the problem lies in who are you dropping out of your strikers? Because you've got to have Eric in. Yeah. And how do you not have the European golden boot from when you win the treble in? And Andy Cole sort of spans both them teams. Oh. Andy Cole. I love Andy Cole, mate. And Joe, like, I fucking love David well, Beckham. Lee Chappell, get out of the chat. Disgraceful. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm and, only if you have If you have Beckham in, and you probably should, how do you not have Kanchelskis in there? I'd have to have Beckham over Kinchowski. You would, but you could easily make a case for Kinchowski. Oh, you can. You can. Depending on the style of play you wanted to play yeah. as well. Yeah. If you go in bombing down, then Andre's your man. But in terms of just everything he's got and what he brings to the side, crossing, free kicks, effort and energy as well. People don't like that, but he was a fucking he was non-stop David Beckham. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I've seen David Beckham run 70 yards to win the ball back. Oh, God, yeah. Do you know what I mean? His work rate was so underrated. Yeah, it was underrated. When it, people don't get it. People Joe, have this idea like the bleep pretty boy. What? I didn't know there was an end. <laughs> I never, I bleep got that bleep test. Complete it. Complete it, mate. What? Finish it. <laughs> uh, we've run out of bleeps. <laughs> it's beep, done. Beep, 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 beep. Um, MUTV yesterday played the whole 90 minutes of United Liverpool, 24th of January, 1999. Do you know what I thought you were going to say that? Of the 1991. <laughs> and I was about to go mad and say, why the fuck didn't you ring me? And I would have subscribed to MUTV just to watch it. Um, every time, right, no exaggeration. Go on. Because me, Joe and Al was watching it and we were pissing ourselves. Every single tackle yeah. is a yellow card. <laughs> and then Roy Keane assaults Jamie Redknapp. Yeah. Gets a booking. Right, the ball is probably 15 feet away <laughs> and he hits him just above his knee and you go, fucking hell. <laughs> and he goes, yellow card. And Keane's like, fuck off. Fucking mean yellow card. And you're like, <laughs> that's assault, brother. That's mint. I love that. What year, sorry? 99. 99. Is that the one where Beckham stamp on Redknapp that game? 
There was one where Beckham stamps on Jamie Redknapp and went mad at the ref, and I don't even think he got booked. <laughs> <laughs> Every right, there isn't a standing tackle made in the game. Everyone is. I'm losing three 0 on FIFA. Fucking was it? The, was this which is the one at the home or the three or the home where we come back? Right. So good. we go one 0 down. Yeah. We scoring like the 88 fucking minutes. The first goal. <laughs> By the 91st, we're fucking 2 1 up. Hey! We used to always do the scout system, man. But men. when you're talking about tactics, Fergie's just, I don't even know how you'd paint it on picture. You basically got a back three. Go on. Do hey, this. At the time, I think it was Stam, Jonsson. Berg, was Berg in there, maybe? Berg started, but he might have, I think it might have been Stam, Jonsson, and Neville as a back three. Right. Irwin's come off. Right. Beckham's in some sort of like quarterback, <laughs> right half. <laughs> Sort of role, just fucking twatting it forward. Yeah. You've got Keane, but who looks like he's on a charge. <laughs> and then you've got Giggs, Solskjaer, um, York and Cole. Yeah, pick, pick the bones through that there. Good luck with that one working out that formation. And who's playing where? Fucking mayhem uh, it was. Do you know what I mean? That's proper that. Uh, Miles Van Eaton says, in comparison to Bayi, who's your favourite, could have been often injured United player of all time. I personally love Saha. Um, so who's your favourite player that would have had a better career, Ronnie I think you're saying? Oh, that's a very underrated player, very good shout out. I think, was it Keane who had him in his all-time team of Liverpool United or something? I think if Ronnie Johnson don't get injured, we'd him. never sign Rio. I think if Wes Brown don't get injured, we'd never sign Vidic. I think Mac has said that, and I think yeah. he's right. Um, I think Ronnie Johnson shown Fergie what a ball-playing centre-half can do. So, so underrated, Ronnie Johnson. People, and part of it's because Yap stands out, for me, the best said about the Premier League's ever seen. He played alongside him a lot of times, so it's like, look at Stan, look how amazing he is. People actually look at his yeah, fucking partner. Yeah, him carrying it out. Yeah, look at who's next to him, mate. He's not, he's not too shabby. Um, and like you say, the injuries, yeah, I think you make... Louis Sahar, though. <sighs> the thing with Louis Sahar... European Cup now. ...is he... The injuries really scuppered him, didn't they? Because he never really quite got going, did he? He had a, I mean, he scored about 50 goals for United, I think, <laughs> but, which is mad, in about, what... Two, three full seasons, yeah. But it's just, it was almost what, like, that is your typical what could have been, what might have been. I remember, was it the Portsmouth FA Cup game where he got injured in the warm-up? And <laughs> we, was, you know, we would have won that game and won the treble, possibly. Remind, it was like a hand grenade of just fucking power and speed and just, like, he, he's about 5'8". Motherfucker could jump like Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, someone makes a good point here. I, I kind of agree with it. Nicole Chishimba, forgive me if I'm butchering your name, Hargreaves. Oh, and I, oh, someone else has said it as well. Hargreaves was good. Hargreaves was amazing in that 2008 season. Yeah, you you travelled the world to go to that Barcelona game where I think he played <laughs> right back. Come on, mate. He was fucking... Was he right? I can't remember where he played, but he, I think he might have moved over to right back and Wes was in the middle. And he was fucking unreal. And yeah, he, he was, was unreal a lot of that season. He was season. unreal in that game and he, he did have a great season that season. But I don't think it's as much of a what-if as Ronnie ah, Johnson. Right, okay. I get uh, your point not there. Not as much as a what-if as Saha. The thing with Hargreaves is he had that season... Like, he had it. Yeah. Like, had he not had that, then you might be saying, well, if injuries, for not, because he was phenomenal. And it's a shame, because I think if he stays fit, we win another Champions League, possibly. Um, Dig Gamba says, Saha, nowhere's near as good as Ruud van Nistelrooy. Um, I that, mean, in terms of finishing, argument, no, that's, no, not, that's, that's not, not what we're saying. Argument, though, is it? Entirely different footballer. And actually, if you chat to, fucking out, I bet if you spoke to Evra, um, possibly Ronaldo, I'm going to say Wayne Rooney, Rio, these sorts of players... Um, and say, Louis Saha, and just look at him. Most of them go, oh. Do you remember, like, he was like the main point of the team going into 2008. Well, no, 2006, 2007, he played a lot of yeah. football. 2007, 2008 is when he started getting all his injuries, and Ronaldo just 
took it another level. And then Ronaldo took over because at first it was ah, I took the penalties. Oh, he was sick. Yeah. He was sick. I mean, Rude was an entirely different style of forward, but like Saha with the injuries, you know, I, I don't know if he could have got to Rude's level or not, but he was probably not in terms of if you just isolate Rude's finishing, Rude's finishing. Because there was some times with Saha, let's not rewrite his chair. There's some times with Saha on a one on one, he, could, like, he wasn't always. Yeah, his, as his finishing wasn't nowhere no. near. And I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna pretend that he was, because he was a very good player. But, not, being, a but being in that team, yeah. a counter attacking team where you wanna break with pace, yeah. Louis Saha's your man. Yeah, the no, guy I, I, was an Olympic sprinter. He, he was, and that's why he was injured all the fucking time. When we watched Bayern Munich game in the Allianz, he was in the crowd. He was stood near us. Yeah, yeah he got mopped as well. Um, can you, uh, Ravel Morrison? Uh, that's not injuries, and I think people throw a lot. I mean, fucking Rio said it, and I'm, no, I'm not going to argue with him on it really. And Fergie said it, but I think yo, he didn't even win Player of the Year in the academy that year, like. He was very, very good, but for me, Pogba outshone him. I, 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 I was more of a Ravel fan than a Pogba or a Lingard fan. Oh, the other one I liked, I know this seems silly now in retrospect, but at the time, trust me, he was like the little bastard you needed. Was, was Well, I like Ranelco was Sonicliffe. I used to love Sonicliffe. Sonicliffe was player of the year. Yeah, he just got stuck in, and I loved that yeah. in that team. Joey Wells did that, Ben Pearson. Yeah. He's gone somewhere today. Is he Ben Pearson? He's, he's got a move. I think he's got a Preston. Who's that, Preston? Oh, is it? So he's got a, a move somewhere then. Sorry. I saw someone tweeting it about him. Um, someone then... Um, oh, no, someone didn't. I'm just making that up. One <laughs> one that's just come to mind, and you mentioned him the other day, the obvious one when it comes to injuries, who could have actually been playing in 99, and who spanned a different era. Norman Whiteside. Because he was done at 27, Steve. He was done. 26. 26, sorry, I should know that. It was over. We never saw anywhere near the peak Norman Whiteside. He left United at 24. That's ridiculous. Like, and he'd already what, he played like 200 games with knees that were made of in unlucky bands. Same age as Dennis Irwin. I think he's a month younger or older than Fuck Dennis off. Irwin. That's unreal. The two, he's, he's an 80s yeah, that's player. Yeah, what I mean. He is. He's an 80s he player. Is. Same age as all the fucking, he's same age as Cantona, I think. Uh, same age as or younger than fucking Sheringham. Um, he's younger than Peter Schmeichel. Sheringham was like PFA player of the year in the noughties. <laughs> <laughs> and he's young, he's like- Right side left United in 89. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? Make it make sense, Steve, <laughs> as the kids say. Doesn't make any sense. Well, uh, completely off topic, but again, you think of these two people as completely different eras. Anne Frank, Martin Luther King, born the same year. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the point. Because you think of one of the civil rights movement yeah. in the 60s, but he was an older gentleman. Yeah. And obviously Anne Frank was a teenager, but in the 40s. This is it. It's like Emmett, Emmett Tiller thinks younger than Joe Biden. What? <laughs> and uh, one's president and one didn't see his teens. It's mad, isn't it? Wow. I know. That just baffles me. It makes you think, doesn't it? What, what, you know, what might have been and what, the, you know, what happened. Um, but anyway, <laughs> who is your player? From injury, because I'm gonna I'm gonna stick, right? I'm gonna stick here now. Not just because I've met him a few times and I love him, but I'm gonna go in white white side. I think not for injuries, we would have him front and centre on that wall. Well like, like and, I, day, and, I, and I mean like you'd be talking about him as the best ever. He'd have probably been a squad player by then, thirty four. Yep. Yeah, that's a fair comment. Um but due to the fact that Keenan Scholes had both been suspended, probably starts the final in ninety nine. <laughs> Mate. I don't even want to tell him. Like I can text him and tell him that. I don't even want to tell him that. Yeah. We send him under. <laughs> no, do you know what? No, no do you know what? With him, he'll be like, you know what he's like. He'll be like, <laughs> he goes, 
It's probably something like, I wouldn't have just played because they were suspended. All right, yeah, fair one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell you what, you'd have sent Low Farmer Teus into the stands in the first second of that game, wouldn't he? I bet he's way younger than Low Farmer Teus. That's a good one, actually. Baggers, find out who's younger, Low Farmer Teus or Norman Whiteside. I think Mateus was like 38 in that final. Mateus sat on the bench watching his team lose that final is one of the greatest moments of my life. Uh, Paul McGrath's a good shout. Don't, you, again, wasn't just injuries, but... Have you read Paul McGrath's autobiography? Oh, my God. Wow. Fucking hell, mate. That only got knocked off the best autobiography I've ever read yeah. by Mike Tyson. Right. Did, do you know what amazes me about the Paul McGrath thing? Where you're like... And obviously, it's in his books. So I'm not, you know, I'm not giving anything away here. Like, well, he says I so, drank bleach. Well, there's that. There's that, but when he went to Old Trafford looking for someone to give him some money, because he said, like, I've got no, I couldn't get home. And, like, this is years after he'd finished playing, and he'd just been on a bender, and he, like, not took the ticket off. He's when I used to play it. Is there anyone about you can, can help you me get me a taxi fare? Some cunt had put him all on fucking Twitter now. Yeah. I've just seen the state boom. Uh, not into all that. Um, yeah, that is a very good. It's called, well, what's it called? It's not blessed. That's best. Years older. I was right. He was 38 in the final. Mateus is 59. Whiteside is 55. Do you know what I mean? Whiteside would have been the young whippersnapper compared to <laughs> Mateus. That would have been a in ding dong that as well. I'd love to have seen that. I'd have left it in him. It'd have been oh, like, mate. I'm, I played in the fucking 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, thanks, Ross. J. Marty, um, I don't know why I read that bit out. Ben, ben Pearson gone to Bournemouth. Yeah, I saw a tweet today. So Steve corrected me because I thought he got a uh, Preston, but he's already at Preston. So he's gone to Bournemouth. Hope you're uh, wishing well there. Eh? You, like you saying, very, very good a youngster, wasn't he? Very good. Such an energy. There's a lot of um, what I saw in Ben Pearson, but more physicality and more technical in Ethan Galbraith. Really? Yeah, even Galbraith's way more technical. And actually, like, you know, he's played fucking about a dozen games, I think, for Northern Ireland. Can't get a sniff of a first-team game for United. Same with fucking Dylan. Dylan's playing... (laughs) Dylan's first choice, number seven, for Wales... (laughs) Not even, I think he's been on, uh, well, played in the standard, didn't he? Yeah. 100 fucking passes on your debut, by the way. The balls on it. Hey, if that was Chelsea, they'd have built a statue for him. Yeah, See that guff over there? I think you might have highlighted it. Yeah. Well, literally, there was like, here's a 23 pass move. The, 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 as part of our nil nil draw yeah. at home to, who was it? Wolves. Yeah. Oh, was it even 23? Was it 19? I don't I didn't care. I was just like, what is this? What, is this what you spent 2 billion quid on? There's literally tweet about passes. There's literally when you drew. Um, I think it was a 23 or 26 pass move that we had as Paddock in our last game. <laughs> and do you know what? I saw you. Tweet. We scored six goals in that game. Josh says it was 16 passes. 16 passes. Bloody hell! Um, what's going on here? What <laughs> in the chat? Can you join the Zoom again? What's going on? I think they're having some some sort of meltdown over here. What's going on? Um, what yeah, where in the chat. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> Someone's trying to join in. Joining the, joining the. Uh... Just restart your computer, mate. <laughs> Dave, we can't see you now, son. <laughs> Just click, click on the mic icon. Just clap for us. Yeah. You're out of sync. Um, some of our, uh, some of his autobiography. I'm probably not going to buy that. Why is it City fan in here, by the way? Go, no, it's um, all right. Go on. Talks about the infamous uh, Cutting Cup. And the game we relegated you right. with fans invading the pitch. You didn't relegate well, us. Thank you. I'm glad you pointed that we out. We were already, and nor did Dennis Law, the dickheads. We were already relegated thanks to other results. So it wouldn't have mattered if we'd have beaten you 100 fucking nil, Ayush. 
Philip Stop Glover. believing blue propaganda. Philip Glover. <laughs> Ryan McCleave says you're on mute. I think that's for David. Um, I like that. Philip Glover. you mate. Philip Glover says BBC Northern Ireland did a documentary about Norman Whiteside recently. It was pretty good. He admits he cried when his United career was over. I think a few hardened Stratford Enders cried when his United career was over as well, to be honest with you. Ross you, don't, Ross, you don't need to delete the comments. No, it's all right. Yeah, we don't. It's all right. Yeah. No, it's all right. He can, he can suggest things that aren't, aren't no, we true. We can ridicule. Yes. It's fine. <laughs> Best almost signing. What the fuck do we know? Um, <laughs> no, there are obvious answers for this. You've got about eight of them because you spoke to bloody Martin Edwards, so don't give him that because you know a lot of the almost signings. And there's one in particular. Batigal. There's that, and there's the other one where Peter Kenyon... Oh, Ronaldinho. Yeah, he can... Not Ronaldinho, but Peter Kenyon can go and take a running jump. That's disgraceful. What a sliding doors moment, though. I know, I know. So we didn't get Ronaldinho, some fucking skinny Portuguese fucker with bad teeth instead. I know, it's just... Can't be too disgruntled, can we? Not really. You know, just... what? <laughs> just Ronaldinho the, did make a beautiful game beautiful. Oh, mate. He, yeah. he was ace, wasn't he? He'd have been a nightmare. I don't know, yeah. He'd have had his own table in Bird Game. Fergie would have been... Like ringing every club in Manchester and every casino, going, "Do see, not let him in." So you see him? Yeah, don't let him in. No, no. I don't want to hear about him being in there. But Joey ends up in. Oh fuck me! What's it called? It's a fucking Cuban bar down the road, on Dale Street. Not, oh not Dale, not Revs the Cuba, is it? No, no, no. It's, a, it's a. That's not a Cuban bar. No, it's not. You're right. That used to be Square Bar anyway back in the. That's day. a fucking Cuban bar where right. you see guys wearing fucking trilbies and shit and dancing inside. That's a fucking Cuban bar. <laughs> Not a fucking place with a Cuban flag outside. It's a fucking Cuban bar. Uh, Santa Knox makes a good point. David Hurst, instead we got his friends, but David Hurst, right, was fucking amazing. And I'm old enough to remember him. People laugh at that, but he was unreal. He was solid. He may. There was wasn't a, unreal, Jay. Right, he was. He, from that, right, Fergie went after him three times. So no, he didn't. He wasn't that good then. In, instead of Alan Shearer, it was, can I get David Hurst? No, right, I'll go for Alan Shearer. Right, okay, I can't get him. And Howard Wilkinson's lost the plot, so I'll take Eric off him. I'm not saying David was better than Eric, because he wasn't. Wonder but how he was Wilkinson very, very good. Consoled himself with that. Uh, like watching mate. United just win title after title after title after title and not going, oh, fuck, I did that. Oh, wow. That's unreal, isn't it? Like, <laughs> what did you do there? Like, why did I ever fucking get involved in that phone call? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine thinking I was getting Dennis Irwin. <laughs> Can I have the best fullback that's probably ever played football in the Premier League? No. But right. do you want the best striker that's ever played for Leeds? Yeah, all right. Nice one. I'm Imagine you get off the phone to your chairman. Did you get Dennis Irwin? <laughs> good news, bad news. Right, what's the good news? Uh, no, go on, yeah, good go news, on. got you a million quid. Oh, all right, good, lad. <laughs> what's the bad news? Oh, that fucking French bag of shit can sling it. Right, okay. Uh, probably can't sack you because we're champions at the minute. I'll give you 900 grand if he says it's a million. What the fuck? So it's How's not, that legal? So it's not even a million. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's we not, have to tell the papers it's a million. But it's not. How'd you get away with that? I've got an accountant, you know. Like, you can't just write figures in and go put it in a bank. It, it's it's on a bit of paper, mate. You can't just put paper in the bank. That's not mad. Um, Oliver Edwards says, absolute disgrace. Not heard the 991 Cup Winners Cup. So we mentioned it briefly. We did. But don't worry. Were we fans of Paul Ince? Used to rate him. He was my first favourite player. Mate, and with you on that, I was absolutely gutted when he, he went was, to Inter Milan. Right, when you're, when you're first watching football, what draws the eyes either goal scorers, yep. and between 1990 and Cantona, 
there wasn't any. <laughs> no. no one really scored bags, did they? No, they didn't. So, because I've got a theory which has almost proved flawless. Go on, then, like, let's save me, it. You tell me when your first game was. Like, the first game I can remember, because my first game was, like, in 85 when I was five, I don't I vaguely remember it, but the first game I properly remember was the Scousers and the Rumblows Cup in 99. Right. And I can tell you who your favourite player would have been. Now, I can, it's not hard with you. And I would have probably said Robbo. You would have been... Robbo was the first player that I really sort of knew and recognised. He's either the fans' favourite, yeah. captain, or goal And my dad loved him. I mean, you know, my dad was like... So he's like Robbo. a bloke I used to work yeah. with. So uh, you're right. And I'd be like, when did you first go in? He was like, 84. And it's usually within a couple of years of you going. And I see you, you lot at home. See, if you go, right, within within a t- like two years of your first game that you went to, yep. um, your favourite player is someone from that era. No yep. one starts watching in 1990 and their favourite player is Kiko Makeda, right? No. That's not happened. It's always someone from, like, my dad's is Dennis Law. Yeah. My granddad's is uh, Duncan Edwards. Yeah. Like, it's always someone from when you're a kid. Um, your mind's Eric. Yeah. Like, does it see if anyone, uh, like, just say, yo, I, my first game was this year, my favourite player is this guy. And I'll be amazed if it's someone more than five years after your first game. I'd be amazed. Yeah, no, no, that's a good shout. Yeah, that's a really that. that. Yeah, <laughs> Alex has just told us through the headphones. First game, ninety nine. Favorite player, Beckham. Okay, hey, glory hunter. First game, ninety nine. Oh, United have won the treble. I'll start supporting him. Fucking yeah. typical. Johnny <laughs> 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 Um So yeah, like that's um, that that's almost something that. I've so yeah, seen get involved in the comments there because people are saying this. I like this. So tell us the year. When you first watched United, it doesn't matter whether you went or not, which is when you watch United and who your favourite player is. See if Steve's water holds, uh, Steve's theory holds water even. Your your first couple of years, you're just trying to figure the game out. Yeah. You're, you're trying to figure it out and then someone will sort of emerge. And Paul Ince was a very, probably a bit of a match of the day player if we're being honest with ourselves. It was yeah. quite all action. Yeah. He was fast. He was aggressive. He had the fucking shortest shorts in the world and big fucking long thighs. And he would fly into tackles, and I think he catches the eye. And if memory serves, Stephen, and we'll cover this when we do our much-awaited documentary, didn't he go into right back in the '99 Cup Winners' Cup final? Yes, I did. think he did, didn't he? Yeah, um, and gave a sterling performance as well. So quite anonymous in the middle of the park yeah. for obvious reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but who were the, was it? One of the Stoichkovs? No, it wasn't no, Stoichkov was a suspended one. No, had you? No, it wasn't. It was, it was, I can't remember, but yeah, whoever it was anyway. But Paulins did a fantastic job. Um, and he was, you're right, he was very the sort of player as a youngster. Look at him flying in that tackle. Look at him. Didn't score a lot of goals when he did do usually memorable lines. You know, having a dig from 40 yards, 30 yards, or whatever. Um, but no, I, I loved Paulins. And when he went to win, of those three that left that summer, Konchelski, Hughes, and Ince. Ince was the one that hurt the most. The ones, are, the ones I struggle with guessing your favourite player on is the 70s. Oh, was it Lee Johnson says Mick Feel and it was when he went right back at 91 final. Fair enough. We'll have to we'll have to rewatch it. I've not watched it for a week. So my memory's not what it used to be. What did we promise anyway? Was it a thousand members? And we'll do the watch along of the campaign. Yeah, I think we did. What are we on now? I don't know. What are we on now? Oh, what are we on? Um, yeah, that, I want to do that anyway. Um, and I think we're going to get some players in for it. Yeah, 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 we are. Don't think, you know we are. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be coy about it. You know full well. <laughs> so, yeah, we are. And Patterson it's told me the other day he's got a contact for Mark Hughes. Oh, mate. Where do you stand on Mark Hughes? So, without giving the whole game away, um, 
he found out he had a contact for Mark Hughes by being involved in an argument about him on Facebook. Right. And a guy was like, look, he's got no hatred for Man United. Very proud of everything he achieved in a United shirt. But he's a Chelsea fan. So he doesn't really hold the loyalty. Yeah. Uh, a bit like Rooney. You know, like, yeah. he's an Everton fan. You know, he doesn't re- very proud of what he achieved in the United shirt. It was a lot that he achieved in the United shirt. Yeah. But he's not a United fan. So him going to City, <laughs> kind of what like Rooney was thinking at one point, it isn't as egregious to him as it is to, is to us as fans. Yeah. Um, and obviously he was, he was given an opportunity to do a job. And um, obviously he did a job. I think part of the members was that. Uh, all right, so we're about hundred and some off it. Um, I think the thing with with Hughes, a lot of the sort of dislike that some United fans have for him, which I kind of I've kind of got into myself, was on the touchline as a rival manager, he can be a nightmare. Even especially when he's at sea, he never stops moaning. He's always in the ref saying he's a sort of person. Only you know, he never ever waved. Remember, he used to sing his name as well. <laughs> you can understand why. Um, but I don't, I don't sort of have the same dislike of him as I would for certain Danish goalkeepers. I fucking loved him as a player as well. Oh mate, come on! But he's another one. He wasn't prolific, but he scored great goals. Yeah, like, like if if I had to say to you, Mark Hughes' goal, I'm saying an edge of the box volley. I've never seen anyone as acrobatic as a footballer in my life, and he must have been heavy. Them fucking quads don't come for free, bro. Like, he was... Um, how many other... Like, I don't even know another player. Apart from that one goal Rooney scored. Name me another player that did an overhead kick. <laughs> Hughes would do four a week. What are we doing? Lee Johnson. Uh, I think it's Lee Johnson. I've, I've lost him. Um, just said that 1994 um, semi-final goal. One of my favourite of United goals, that, from Hughes. Well, not just from Hughes, but in general. Oh, turn and when, twat it. Yeah. How far out was he and all? Uh, well, it was, it was the fact, last kick of the game almost. That was like invented Fergie time. Oh, That's yeah, when he started. Nearly killed me. Yeah, well, didn't invent it because I think Bruce did it first. But yes, it was um, it was ridiculous. Um, Ross Moose says, Andy Cole's going over the kick. But, but <laughs> did he do four a game? Like... I, th- I think there's a torpedo Moscow fucking well, game. Do you, do you just, the cameraman didn't even have a fucking clue yeah. what was going on. Just like trying to find him. What's going on here? Do just me- out of nowhere. Okay, what else? Like, do you remember, right? Do you remember? But you know, City Beatles 5-1 at Main Road. It was um, before I'd started going, right. so I don't... But you're aware of it, aren't you? What's the only goal you ever see? Not just because you're a United fan. What's the only goal of that game you ever see on the telly or ever, have ever seen? Oh, none. Right, Hughes' scissor <laughs> kick. Hughes' scissor kick. The one for United is the one that... Is the only memorable goal in that game because it was an absolute worldie. And even though we got absolutely battered, it's the one that everyone remembers. How do you do so many acrobatic from, goals? Yeah, it was ridiculous. And like you say, he was a unit, like a rugby player. I remember when we went to the cliff first time, and I was it was like, you know, I was like hypnotized by his style's heart. That's my enjoying memory of Mark Hughes, is him holding off an entire back four <laughs> to start squatting down. You don't see players squatting down no more <laughs> to hold players off. Just literally like an air squat. Holds off an entire back four, plays, brings the ball in, plays Cantona, and then running off to get in position. It's weird, isn't it? Because technically, like, you're fucking so phenomenal right. hold up, man. You know, like, they've had the Premier League years when it's like early Premier League, like 93, 94. Every time Mark Hughes gets the ball, like 25 hours, doof, just like levers it into the roof of the net from 20 yards out, and you're like, hang on a minute. How's he done that? Because like, he's got real. fucking quads yeah. like King Kong. It's like it reminds me of the old footage you see of Bobby Charlton. I'm not saying the same player before anyone gets excited, but you know when he like those like the the um, is it the second goal in the, the 
European Cup is nine sixty eight, where he just sweeps the ball into that other one for England, the famous one. What? I don't, I don't even. The one against Portugal. Yeah. Like, why? How are you doing that with that ball? That's it a weighs, medicine ball, yeah. my kid. <laughs> and you just hit it forty fucking yard at about hundred mile an hour. They analysed. I saw something analysing striking technique, and there's a there's a weird hip rotation that happens when you want to fucking absolutely caboose a ball. Yeah. Mark Hughes has got it. Yep. And the three people I used for it was Mark Hughes, yep. Tony Yeboah. Yep. Tony Yeboah, good luck. He could fucking hit a ball. Good, couldn't he? And, um, and Bobby Charlton. And yeah. they, they strike, and then um, it's the same. It's a weird fucking technique. So they plant, let's say, plant left foot, yeah. strike right foot, yeah. land right foot. Ah, right, okay, I'm with you. So they sort of do some weird fucking hip thing in the air to yeah. land on that foot again. And they shown, slowed it down and put them all in line. The same fucking technique from the three of them. Absolutely thunder twatting balls. It's ridiculous, aren't it? Because it's just like, you know, even now, you don't see players do that. Usually, like, there's one or two, obviously, but. No, Marcus has got that knuckleball thing. Yeah. I don't really know of anyone absolutely fucking. No, not like that. Not with that pace not and that accuracy like that, as well. Yeah. So it's not like, you don't go up and down, it's just like a fucking exocet missile. <laughs> <laughs> straight into the back of it. Even the keeper gets both hands to it. He's not saving it. Yeah, just forget it. Straight, just. <laughs> and yeah, Bobby Charlton was doing it with medicine balls. That's ridiculous. On the worst pitches known to man. Yeah, it's un unreal, isn't it? Like, look at, like you say, look at them pitches, look at them balls, and he was banging them in for fun and shit loads of them as well. Yeah. Oh, he loved the fucking forty yarder, didn't he? Yes, man. It's ridiculous. Honestly, Joe, did you see the fan cam from uh, nineteen seventy three? No, I haven't. It's fucking good. George Best has just left United. Oh, God. People are moaning about the owners. Yeah, all right. People are like, um, some people are like, he's the fucking best player I've ever had, and some people are like, good, fuck him off. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to fucking treat it like a job, like it is. Like, yeah, yeah. The full range of, like, fingers. It's like, oh, it's good to know that fan cams in the 70s are equally as batshit as fan cams <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> and such a broad range of opinions We need to find this, well. man. We need to find fan cams from the I 70s. tweeted it. Did you? I'm not yeah, saying I tweeted it. I have to, it. Dig it. I have to um, find it from your tweet. And I wonder, if there'd have been more of them, how many of them would have been like, Dennis Law, shite. Bobby Charlton, shite. George Best, shite. Nobby Styles, fucking shitty Styles. I'll tell you that for free. Like, there must have been some people that were just like, this team's shit and Busby's lost it. <laughs> He's trying to recreate the babes. I ain't got a fucking clue, the lad. Listen, I respect him, yeah? I've always respected him, but he's not up to the job, right? Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying Should've he's not a legend. After that FA Cup. Yeah. That's the best way of doing under him. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not a legend, but you've got to ask yourself, is he up to the job? Yeah. You're probably right. There would have been. There would have been that. Definitely uh, would have been. Uh, Brian Kelville says, I'm 38. Sharp was the most exciting player I'd seen. Goal against Leeds in 192. See, so exceptional. You're, you're a year older than me, so Jersey I can imagine beautiful. that. I had it. Um, yeah, I can see that. There's Fergie no said the 6 2 thing when Shark got an action against Arsenal was one of his best ever performances. As Never a seen it because you didn't get to see every match in the night. No, back in the day. Um, Just wake up the next day and dad goes, Oh, we won 6 2 last night. You're like, Beslan <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jittle says, When's the next youth review? Next week, mate. David Pritt's going to be sat where Stephen Housen is and he's going to be giving you all the updates on how the academy and the under 23s and all that jazz are getting on. Uh, and obviously we'll find out how Diallo gets on with his debut this Diallo. week. I'm sure that's going to be the title, actually. I'll call <laughs> it right now. Diallo debut review. Um, is he ready? Um, Nicholas says, most entertaining and charismatic United squad for me. Oh, this is an interesting way of doing it. Schmeichel. Get out. Nicholas, you've lost me. You've lost entertaining me. and charismatic. You've put yeah, well, Gary Neville. Charismatic, Schmeichel's not exactly charismatic, but go on. 
Um, Stam, Rio, Evra, Beckham, Cantona, Keane, Best, Zlatan, Gordonil. Right fucking curveball at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and finally, Billy Meredith. <laughs> well, it, apparently, he got banned for gambling, didn't he? Good lad. Right, so you know he's a bit of character there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't see I didn't see uh, Merlin coming in on the end there. So a bit of diversity. Well done, Nicholas. I'll let you off a point, Schmeichelin. Um We need a good performance from the team. A bit hassle. What makes you think we're talking about that? Yeah, sorry. This might as well be called "Remember When We Were Mint." <laughs> That's what we should call our podcast, Jay. The remember when we were men podcast. Yeah. yeah, that's not a bad. <laughs> that's not a bad shout because that's all we ever do. I'm not talking about the game. That's not what we do here, mate. There's, pre- there's, pre- there's a preview going out tonight. Anyway, right. he's done a preview as well. If you want previews, the Arsenal game. We've got more previews, the Arsenal game. We've got dinners. Yeah. Don't worry about that. We We've did a couple. press conference reaction talking oh, about it. Hell. This isn't the place. No, it's Friday. It's afternoon. Yeah, it's time for a brew. Yeah, and obviously we want to talk about the nineteen ninety one European Cup Winners Cup final because when we talked about Hughes, we didn't even about to give him enough credit. Do you know for what I mean? Goal. You know what I mean? We didn't even fucking go through that. I thought it was over. When he went wide, I thought it was gone. He ain't scoring that. Not getting it from there. And the only way he's scoring that stage is placing it. How many times have you done that on the school car park, though? Oh, Where you mate. do the spin afterwards and land and fall over? Yeah. I mean, every time. Yeah, mate. I mean, too. Seriously. Ridiculous. <laughs> every time I attempted it, I'm thinking about 900 times I didn't get it once. <laughs> he had one go and he got it right. <laughs> yeah. How many times you spooned it? Oh, that's gone through someone's greenhouse. Oh, Bastard. No, that's another one. God, I hope she went in that kitchen. <laughs> Um, Carrick was my favourite player. He was underrated, says Luke Davis. Luke Davis. I don't think... I, right, was Carrick underrated? I keep hearing this, but I don't think he was now. I think everyone's accepted that Michael Carrick was amazing. No, they've not. Do you not think so? No. Is that still a thing that people yeah, don't rate Yeah, people him? still fucking want to talk about fucking Gerard and Lampard when actually the conversation is which one of them do you drop? Because obviously Michael Carrick should have played. The, the lack of caps that Michael Carrick had is a travesty, but... Got less than Gareth Barry, on it. Fucking... By a long, long shot. I think Glenn Oddle's got less than Gareth Barry as well. I think it's just like Gareth Barry's got... And Gareth Barry got like 70 caps or something stupid. I don't know. Joe Hart's got loads as well. <sighs> Give up with England, mate. Uh, Mid-2000s and Van der Sar's mind. So has anyone disproven my theory? No, I don't think they have. Um, oh, there was one who... But I think he was being silly. Um, like he said something. He said 69 was his first game and he said something else, but I might be wrong. Um, yeah, so let us know. I think your your theory is right. And going back to the original thing of, of Bruno when they're signing and how good he is, how good a signing he's been, whether he's the best ever and all that sort of stuff, do you think potentially he could become the best ever? If, we, if he was to carry us to this ti- to a title, not this one necessarily season, but to a title, would you start thinking, hang on a minute, from where he came in, if we, he was to lift the title before he left us, then you're going to start throwing him into that mix of the Keens and the, the Stams and the Vidiches and the I think the one title would do it. No. Okay. It's fair enough. Because the players that have been mentioned as best ever signings have all won Champions Leagues and titles. I've not seen anyone. The only one who's only got one is RVP and he'd be signed him at 29. Yeah. And, you know, and even him, like you say, he's, he's only got one, but he... He's got one. He's got one and he fucking played a little bit of a part in that win. Yeah, he was all right last season. Yeah. Um, you know, Eric signed him fairly late in his career. Won every one. Won a, won a, won, won a oh, title every season. 30, a season, every season he played. <laughs> the only way he could stop him was to ban him. Uh, which is the most ridiculous ban ever, by the way. You want to combat racism, that's how you do it. Climb into the crowd and kick fuck out someone who's being racist. Yeah. Like me and Alex said earlier, and we can touch on this now, actually, because uh, I was saying, you need to bring back consequences. People on social media um, allow this shit to go on. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll rewind, actually. And I'll, More people need punching their fucking mouth as my, my, yeah, my top of it. But I said, I saw something 
I can't remember where I read it or watched a video of okay. it, and it was someone saying, highlighting this sort of racist abuse is what people want now, because a lot of the people that are doing this are trolls. And I'm kind of on the fence about that a little bit, because I think he's right in that sense. Yeah. But I think the talking about it has highlighted how it's an abhorrent fucking issue in society. And amongst rational people, it has almost been eradicated. Almost. Yeah. You've still got nuggets like that big fat ginger toss pot, um, that Jake fella that got done. Oh, last yeah. Week. Yeah, and, him and, his and that bit. wasn't trolling. I think that was him. Yeah. I think some of the stuff, looking at the, the nature of the accounts that have been saying it to Anthony Marshall this week, yeah. I think that's trolls looking for a reaction. The problem is, you can't police both of those things with one policy. No, okay. That, and that's the issue, is I almost think, like, yeah, education is what's going to probably fix the likes of that Jake fella, yeah. ultimately. And by education, I mean smashing his fucking teeth in. Yeah. But trolls, you're, never, you're not going to eradicate trolls because trolls aren't uneducated. They're getting a reaction. Yeah. And... One of the guys was saying, like, the, the, the fact that United will change their fucking, like, profile picture to United Against Racism, stuff like that. That's such a massive reaction yeah. that he's almost thinking talking about it is causing this troll. And I was like, I don't think that's the case, but I understand what you're saying. Um, but I also think the fact that it's been... Like, it wasn't talked about in the 70s, I'm sure. No, yeah, I'm all that. Yeah. I, and it was prevalent. Yeah. And I think talking about it has made the rational fucking intelligent people in society go, no, nah, I'm not fucking having that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why it's become like almost this underground fucking thing where you get people like that knobhead on, yeah. on what, Snapchat, whatever it was the other week, doing it on underground shit because that's the only place that they can express it. And on, on one hand, like, I'm glad that people are out there fucking showing us who they are. And justice prevailed because that fucker got sacked and lost his job. Yeah. And that's what's meant to happen. You know what I mean? Did but it... you, can't, you can't just fucking ban all the accounts that are racist because they just make another one in three seconds. This is the thing I don't get as well. Because I know someone who got banned from Twitter. Not for being racist, just for, I think, I can't remember what he did. Um, but it was like, just basically arguing with people and calling out certain celebrities. Um, and he couldn't set up another account. He tried to, and it was like, because it was linked to his phone or whatever. I know there's ways around it, but yeah. they sort of like, he tried to come back and he got, I think he made another account and he found out it was him from his IP address or whatever and, and they, they, they banned him again. That's looking into someone right. particular. Ah, right, whereas okay. like, you know, yeah, yeah. how many times have you seen people just fucking make hundreds of accounts? It happens all the time, The thing it? is with this, it's very difficult. It's like you say, they want that attention, don't they? Like one, one of the things like, you know, it's different at football. And, like when you go to the game and there's been racism or whatever, because I've, I've been around since like the 80s and 90s, I've seen it at football. And I think United, in general, United fans are like very anti-racist. And I think people have cited this to me before, go, well, look at the amount of arrests at Old Trafford for racism. And I think there's a reason for that. That's because if anyone is racist at Old Trafford, they get carted off, they get pulled up. Yeah. Someone's racist near you, you don't just sit there and say nothing. What the fuck are you doing? Get out or you're you know, thrown at them or whatever. So we have this attitude of- Oh, Tom, fucking come deal with him. Yeah, exactly. It's called Tom Wattai. Yeah, exactly. Like, so we're not having it. Do you know what I mean? And I think as a club and as a fan base generally, we don't have it. So, you know, I think there's that. But like you're saying... No, Mitz has been racially abused. Like Mitz, yeah. who works here, yeah. Mitz is also a steward at United. Yeah. He was racially abused constantly. Now, he's in the away end. Yeah. Like, and that's what I mean. It's like, get a fucking grip, you absolute dickheads. And it's like, the problem he's got... He says Liverpool were the worst. <laughs> I, I have a, a few things with Liverpool fans in the past. Um, but I think the trouble you've got, like you say, on, online, is the faceless... You can't just grab them and throw them. 
Like, and also, some of them want that reaction. Some of them want that attention. So I have a policy to block any racism, but block him and just, you know, block him and put whatever, just get rid of him. But they just want a reaction. They want someone to say, look at what this guy's doing. Look at him, he's a dickhead. And that's the, the sort of the issue you've got now. Is it that Facebook and Twitter needs people to say, right, it's our problem, we have to deal with it? Is it down to the police? Do the police have to get involved and say, right, if we find out who you are, we're coming through your door? Is it, can United fans do what we do at the game and they've just done say... that as well, haven't they? We're with, not having it. With what looked like anonymous accounts, that yeah. they've they've actually found them. Yeah. Which is impressive. If they can find these people, then yeah, definitely give them a ban. But Alex had a good idea, which something I've been fucking rolling around my head for a bit, to be honest, is that obviously you have a verified account. So your journalists, celebrities, they're verified accounts. That's a blue tick. Yep. Why don't I give a green tick for everyone who's update, uploaded their own IDs? Well, I'll tell you what, it's like a broken clock is right twice a day. Twice a year, Alex Baggers comes up with a good idea. That's a good one, that, mate. Well done. And then maybe, maybe as a default, all unverified accounts, they can still talk and you can still have an account on there that you, yeah. you know, maybe follow whatever. But if you want to start interacting with verified accounts, your ah, reply is maybe ah. hidden by default. Ah, they're very good. I'm liking this. I'm liking or, it. Or maybe it's not hidden by default, but it's like at the bottom of the verified ones. Yeah. And then if you have you know, a handful of reports that this guy's a fucking troll, well, then maybe your account is perma-hidden until you upload your documents. Do you know, do you know what's weird, right? And you, you, you've you sort of sullied my name with this reputation of arguing with people on social media, which I'm not well, really happy. It's not slander if it's true, Jay. Uh, well, that, that's... That's the that, definition I'm hanging my hat on. You may have got me on a legal technicality there. Um, it, like, one of the few times I've ever been suspended on Twitter was for calling out someone's racism. And I didn't even swear or anything. I was like, literally, they, they were having a go about Raheem Sterling being a victim of race. And I said, you're right. It's disgusting. I said, where was this energy for Patrice Everett when you tweeted this? Screenshotting a tweet they'd done about Evra. And he, the, the guy replied and said, because he's on another channel as well. Um, he said, you're right. I was wrong to do that. I shouldn't have done it. And then I got a notification off Twitter saying your account is suspended for 24 hours. <laughs> Oh, right, okay. Because I've literally showed this guy a tweet he's made that you were happy for him to tweet that's still up there. It's mad how regular people not doing normal shit get suspended yeah. with a quickness. Yeah, and I was like, literally, I went to, and I couldn't reply. And like, But me saying to him, this was out of order, or, or can you explain then why, why this is okay when that isn't, and I agree that isn't, but why is it okay to abuse Patrice Evra? And then my account was suspended for 24 hours, unless I, I think, deleted what I did, which I'm not doing that, but they did delete it anyway. But yeah, I think it's very sort of upside down at the time of social media. Um, my attitude was, I like the fact that a lot of United fans are speaking out about it. I know it can be a catch to it too, because you're highlighting it, but by and large, I think, you know, the United fan community I, has I come out and said, this is horrible. I don't like when people go, they're not United fans. Well, no, they are. We have to own being, it, yeah. Being so dismissive yeah, of it, 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 it sort that, of so. just like, it, it reduces it down to sort of like, it's reductionist. And I don't think well. you can say... I don't think you can just go, they're not United fans. Well, yeah, they are. Yeah, they might be dickhead United fans, but you can't just say, well, they're not United Some of them, right, some of them may not be. Some of them may be not United fans or don't really I, care. I have seen yeah, people change just, their account from a Chelsea one yeah, to a Liverpool one and to a United that. one to yeah. tweet random yeah. shit. Yeah, I get that. But some of them will be United fans. Some of them will support, and I use the term in inverted commas, United. So you can't just say, well, they're not United fans. Just as I wouldn't say, if, you know, if Scousers were giving you know, abuse to them. well, none of them are Liverpool fans, or if it was Leeds fans, well, none of them are Leeds fans. I'm not saying we're the same, but do you know what I mean? You can't just go to that argument every time a United fan does something you don't like. 
But I think I've, the one thing sort of positive you can take out of is the inaction. Anthony says, Steve, unfortunately, anything that restricts content being uploaded is against social media business models, so it won't happen. Um, but I don't think... But you can make it almost, like, leveled up. Like, on your verified accounts, you have an extra column, which is just verified. So you right. can just live in that if you want. Yeah. I, I don't get enough notifications of verified nature to fucking bother with it. So I don't... I've noticed this, because Macro is tends to get a reply whenever he tweets something or, like, says anything to someone with a blue blue tick, and I think that it's because he's verified. It comes up quicker, and it's like, oh, they notice it more. It's just a different column. Yeah. So you have your all, your mentions, yeah. and then you have an extra yeah. one, which is verified. So maybe the, the, there is a, a sort of... I mean, you know, there's no easy solution to this, but it definitely is looking at... One thing that's annoyed me a little bit, and this might just be just be for me and my interactions, because I've sort of tweeted about you, basically you're a nobody if you're doing anything like that, you know. It's a pretty bland statement that I put out. It's not like, you know, my stance on racism, you're a fucking idiot. If you're a racist, you're an idiot, and your mum and dad have failed you, Growing, you bring you up wrong, and yet there's what about it going on? <laughs> like people, not a lot, lot, but I've got one or two people going. Yeah, but what about this? Yeah, but well, it's you know freedom of speech, or or what? What about if you know where's where do you stop? Where do you draw the line? Uh, racism. Yeah, racism. Yeah, <laughs> there's a line. I'll draw it. <laughs> have, under you that. Seen that? Uh, have you seen that petter advert? Where do you draw the line with eating animals? And someone, it's like um, <laughs> a fucking chicken, a pig. Um, like a cow yeah. and then it's like a horse and someone's going like right there <laughs> <laughs> fucking draw it right there I draw it do you know what I mean sometimes it's just like bleeding the obvious bleeding the obvious but yeah it's like well, this it's not freedom of speech revisionist theory racism is bad well you could say that but no <laughs> it is it's that fucking simple stop trying to be clever Stop trying to look for the revisionist theory on everything. It's just nonsense. Do you know what I mean? It is nonsense. Just Brian Kelville in the super chat says, oh, if we signed Gaza, who would he displace in the Cup Winners' Cup final in 1991? Oh, one, fucking no one. One of the finest kits of all time. Yeah, he wouldn't. Was one of the finest kits of all time. Oh, that's amazing, that kit, wasn't it? Do you know why he had no sponsor? Tell me, Stephen. Why didn't he have a sponsor? Because UEFA competitions up until, I think, 1993, weren't allowed to have a sponsor in Cup finals. Knowledge there, I like that, good lad. Oh, uh, that, yeah, that actually makes sense now. So looking back at like, Barca didn't have a sponsor for years, or did they? No, that was that. Yeah, and then, was it Milan, I think they played at one point where they didn't have a sponsor, and I was wondering about that. You know, you just cleared something up for me. Yeah. But why it was the white kit with the alternate of the, the home shirt? I don't know why that came about, but what a fucking kit. Because it literally was just cut final shirt. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's mint. That kit, man. My dad had that kit, and it was lost. And now you can get it, can't you? you can get it from retro places. I know you've got about eight of them. Mine, well, mine, my actual yeah. one from me being a six-year-old, was in there. I don't know where it's gone now. Janine's cleared them all up. We've got a fucking Solskjaer one, an 85 one, a, 90, uh, a 96 Cantona one, and that one. I don't know where they are now. <laughs> <laughs> They're on eBay if anyone wants to look. Just go to J Motty on eBay, and you'll see they're there for a very reasonable price. Um, lots of people now debating about horses. <laughs> it seems to, be, seems to be more generating more conversation than the actual racism one we were talking about. For fuck's sake. Because, no, which is, you know, that's debatable more than whether racism is bad is debatable. And I actually was drawing the line to the right of the horse in between the horse and the cow. And that would be where I draw the line. Between the horse and the cow? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never knowingly at horse meat. But have you I had, had Finders? I have, exactly, I have, I have had some mm. microwave meals, which, you know... Looking, um, looking back, May. Um, oh yeah, I like this. And who, are you? Should we almost banned from here? Said, did you see John Terry post the love art on Axel Two and Zabi's instance? Yeah, Insta. fuck John Terry. Like my, my stance on John Terry is fuck John Terry. So do we'll what we want. Stay. 
No, I've got nothing. Carry on. You're right. Fuck John Terry. Yeah, there's no, I'm not, you know, there's nothing to, to say about A man who's other than, other than cried you're right. as a man. And people go, oh, men can cry too. No, he can't. Yeah, actually. No, he fucking can't. Actually. I've got one. Not when he's in trouble as well. Like, all right, why did you cry? One of my parents died. Yeah. I'm with you, right? Yeah. Why did you cry? Because I got done being a racist and Scouser oh, sang what about, about my mum taking Scouse cock. What about, though? What about, though? Why did you cry? Because I changed the running order of the penalties in Moscow so that I would take the winning one and then missed it and gave United the Champions League. He's cried about five times. He's been in court like four times. Cried in all of them and then cried at Thingy. Fucking cried all the time. <laughs> I never, right? You know, we never get tired of watching the 1991 European Cup and Cup final. I never get tired of watching those those pictures of him crying his eyes out. I, I don't know. It's like a sickness. I just can't. Cause what's that on repeat? It's just hilarious. <laughs> just seeing him sat there crying his eyes out. And you remember, right? This book people don't remember. This is why you know John Terry's a proper knobhead in case you didn't know it anyway. Gary Neville, at the end of that game, doesn't go celebrate him, despite the fact he's club captain and United have just won the Champions League. He goes over to John Terry and he spends a good five, ten minutes with him, putting his arm around him, like, if you watch it, no, they're England teammates, weren't it? And Gary Neville's like, this is before John Terry was the uber horrible person that he is. And actually, this is what Gary Neville does. He consoles him and he's got his arm around him saying, listen, don't worry about it and all that jazz. Flash forward to five years uh, further forward in the Alliance when Iron Robin misses a penalty, doesn't he? In, I think in normal time or in extra time, Bayern Munich lose to Chelsea in the Champions League final. Iron Robin who John Terry knows, played together at Chelsea, known him since he was like, basically, what, 20, 21. Doesn't even bat an eye, doesn't speak to him, doesn't say anything to him. Too busy putting on his shin pads and his kit, even though he's banned for the final, and parading with the trophy. That's the difference there. Gary Neville doesn't even, haven't got a kit on, obviously, because he didn't play, and that would have been weird. Doesn't bother going and collecting his medal, first thing in his mind. His first thought is, I'll go and console this guy, who's obviously going through it, who I know from England camp. John Terry sees his former teammate in bits, he's just lost the final, in front of his home crowd, in the Alliance, I know him. Shin Am I going to say anything to him? Nothing. Shin I'm going to put my shin pads on shin and pads. pretend I played. What the fuck? Now, no. my enduring memories of 99. I mean, I think Danny Welbeck's in a suit. Correct me if I'm wrong in 08. Um, G Nev's in a suit. Park's in, in a suit. suit. Park, who played a massive part in getting us there, didn't get in the squad. He's in a suit. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, 99, you've got Keenan Scholes. Dragged on. Dragged, stay onto the pitch by the team. Come and take a photo in with suits. the trophy. And both of them are like, now, nah, come on. The fans want to see her. The fans going, all right, then. Had to be dragged on in suits. Yeah. Compare and contrast to someone who couldn't wait to run to the fucking front. In a kit. I can't imagine. As a, as a man. John Terry's in his 30s, then. Yeah, probably is, yeah. Right. I can't imagine, as a fucking 30-year-old odd man, yeah. going, I'm going to watch this game in full kit in the stand on the off chance that we win. So it looks like I played in the photos. Like... No, no, no one notices. Why? What's what's he going through? What's going through your mind there? But the shin pads, Jay. <laughs> there was a decision made as he was getting dressed. I don't know if he wore a jock strap. Did he wear Under Armour? Did he go ball free? Like there was decisions that were made. Did he have an armband on as well? <laughs> I think what? he did. Right. I think he took it off. Fran, Fran Lampard captain him that game, and he Stop took it off it, him. I might be wrong. What a prick! Like <laughs> there was a. It was in the mirror in there. Fucking JT Laird doing the fucking do. And then he's gone, gym pads. Listen, listen, didn't he, correct me wrong, didn't he get, for his final game at Chelsea, get everyone to give him oh, a guard of honour at 26 minutes? You mean minutes? that was his idea, to, yeah. to waste a substitute on me in a league game which means something? <laughs> you fucking cunt. 
Oh, I fucking can't stand him. <laughs> Have you ever seen a United player of a guard of honour? No. No. Oh, we've had, I think, I think, right, ironically, if memory serves, and guys who are older than me get in the comments, I think Bobby Charlton got one at Stamford Bridge, funnily enough, by Chelsea because he was retiring and he was an England legend and it was like Charlton's last game. You know, one of the greatest players of all time. Let's talk about some United Legends last Go games. On, let's do this. Eric Cantona, 1999. He's wearing that purple drill top. He's bored out his fucking box and he's standing there like that waiting for him to give us the trophy. Yeah. Writes Fergie a letter of fucks off. Never see from him again. Paul Scholes, Fergie retired same day. Mint, no one's going to ask me a single fucking question. I'm out of here. Like, Ryan Giggs, um, I think it was the Southampton game. Um, was his last game, was it? Under... Uh, Vinic's last game, same game. Throws his shirt into the crowd. I'm off. Seen a bit. Classy fucking ways to Re call it a fucking day. But even like Rio never got one. Rio, Rio got told in the change rooms after the game, "You're not coming back next Beckham season." Beckham never got one. No, no, did he act? Um, Robbo never got one. Just no, got Robbo, sold. Robbo didn't even play. In the, he wasn't in the squad for the '94 final. Fergie admitted yeah. that's his biggest ever mistake, or one of his most biggest mistakes. Only never got one. Or regrets. Sorry, not mistakes. Kino got sacked. Gary Neville didn't get one. He was like, yeah, I'm fucking done. I'm not coming back out. Uh, like, these are fucking legends. Hence why they're on the legends wall. And John Terry's like, no, here's what I want. I would like, in the 26th minute. Right. Ooh, Go on. I want you to kick the ball out of play. If I was playing against him, I would have done some absolute. Oh, I wish we'd have had I wish Put it, it in the corner, us. shit out. Uh, yeah. Kick it out. No. no. <laughs> Did he ask the other team to kick it out on yeah. that minute as well? And they went, they went along with it. Because technically, right, you've got to have a limit on your subs as well, like in terms of how long it takes. So even if they, you know, kick it out, so like they get the ball and kick it out, like, like I'll take, I'm taking the throwing. Yeah. Oh, you got investigated for match fixing for that as well? So apart from the races and the match fixing, the sleeping with his teammates, misses is the absolute egotistical, egomaniacal. He assaulted act, someone actually, as well. Assaulted and someone and cried. Um, I think there was allegations of, of some sort of cocaine dealing amongst the family as well, which is not wrong with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> selling Wembley tickets, Wembley tours, wasn't they accused of that, allegedly? Oh, yeah, he never even retired. Um, uh, so, but John Terry was a one-club man that, that played for three clubs. It's like, yeah, what's that about? Like, yeah, because he didn't even play at Forest and uh, Villa. Forest, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just a horrible, horrible person, oh, John Terry. fuck John Terry. He's horrible, minging. I hope he gets the Chelsea job. And I hope they have what? to hate him. I, I've got a theory with that as well. And that sort of vein. I think the Scousers will give Gerard the job. Oh, yeah. And I'm hoping that what will happen is Jurgen Klopp will get the vibe like, we don't want you anymore because Steven Gerrard's won a title at Rangers and you can fuck off because we love him, Stevie G. And Jurgen Klopp will do something mad like not win a title this year and they'll be like, your time's been and gone. We're going to get Stevie G in. <laughs> and Klopp will be like, right, too, well, I'm fucking off then if that's your attitude because you're off your dad. Gerard comes in, does a suit that. Just not up to it. 30 years later. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> 30 like, times. Throwing money at, throwing money at him because it's Stevie G. <laughs> and he's like drowning in a sea of his own mediocrity. And United kick on on the rally and win loads of fucking trophies. Yeah, but I need John Terry to do that at Chelsea as well. Yeah, no, like, you're right. And then oh, to yeah. hate Because they'll, they'll have this thing of like, John JT, yeah, get him back. Yeah, he's the one we need, Chelsea, Chelsea geezer. And he'll come in and he's because he's thick as pig shit. He won't win anything as a manager. They'll just carry on throwing money at him until even Roman Abramovich gets fed up of him. And then he'll just go the way of Steven Jarrett and they'll both get sacked as United lift title number 30. I don't have any hatred for Frank Lampard. 
I'm I've actually got a little bit of respect for Frank Lampard. Quite a lot of respect for him, actually. Well, he also spent a little bit of time with Jaden. And oh, I was really? like, you're fucking well cool. Jaden pulled his ear off for half an hour. That's good. Just having a pu- they both play centre mid. He was having a fucking chat about being this is when Jaden was nine. Where was this? Lowry. Really? Yeah. What, so just when he was at City. Bumps into him, sort of thing. Sitting though. there having a glass of wine, fucking shopping on his iPad. Yeah. Jaden goes, That's Frank Lampard. I don't know, yeah. So yeah. He's like, Can we go on a word with him? And I was like, oh, leave him alone. <laughs> Ten minutes later, I was like, Go on fucking he's like, Go on then. So I leave him to it. And I keep looking over. I like they're having an actual conversation here. Yeah. Jay's dead chatty. Um, spoke to him about playing for England, playing centre mid, favourite matches, like just you know how to be a centre mid and goal scoring, defending, fucking his goal that got disallowed for England. And then I thought, he's been ages now, I'm going to have to go fucking like, get him away from him. And as I walked over, he, bet, he goes, oh, I bet your dad liked that. And I went, what? And he went, Moscow. <laughs> I went, <laughs> <laughs> and in my head I'm going, laugh about JT, right? Uh-huh. And I, then I went, they're probably mates. Uh-huh. And I went, uh, <laughs> I, I thought Anelka was missing that penalty, to be fair. And he went, yeah, so did I. And I went, oh. And I was like, tell me more. Then, yeah. So then he, you know, he said, he was still fucking fuming about when he got brought on and, and not starting. And he goes, and he just fucking, he goes, he didn't want to be there. Really? He was like, I knew he was going to miss. Really? And I was like, shit. So we ended up having a bit of a conversation about that. Um, but yeah, he was really sound. He was, you know, chatty and normal and um, fair play to him. But, you know, I'm, it's, it was a bit soon. Like, what the fuck did they expect from Frank Rampard? After what he did at Derby, what did they think he was going to do at Chelsea, regardless of what they gave you, I think you made a point in your week where you're talking about, you know, being a manager and having those decisions and having to, you know, get used to what it's like being a manager and, you know, making the transfers, making decisions like that, managing a team, actually being... And he didn't really get any of that, Derby. He had one year of it. And then it was like, right, you've gone from that where you've just made, basically kept Derby the same as when they got Still in. learning, still yeah, learning. Still learning. And then you're thrown in to where, okay, first you, didn't, you can't make any transfers, you have this band, but then you've got to make all these transfers when you're not used to it. Got all this money to spend, you've got to manage these yeah, egos. Why have they not settled in in six yeah. months? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't, you know, you've got to look after all these stars, the expectations, you've got to do all this stuff. And he's just out of his depth. He's not had any, like, sort of training for it. Yeah, if you wanted, if you go, if Abramovich went right, I've done fucking 15, 17 years of this rinse, repeat, one manager, everything. He's costing me a fucking fortune. New manager comes in, he wants his own signings. Of course, every manager does. You only get to really sort of like reduce that outlay uh, and waste it more importantly because a new manager is going to waste money. Yeah. A new manager is always going to waste money. They're going to bring in people that don't work. So if you want to stop wasting money, you've got to stop bringing in new managers and you've got to get one guy knowing what he wants and slowly chiseling the the design that he wants. You get a new guy, he's going to fucking wipe the slate and start again. And if you go in with Lampard, you've got to go, right, what am I doing here? This has got to be a four or five year project, which is alien to Chelsea, where we're going to have to be allowed to fail and reshape this thing. And he looked like he was doing it. Like, they went a bit overboard calling them all fucking young academy players. They're literally the same age as Marcus, all of them. <laughs> literally. Um, they've just been on loan forever. Yeah, so it's like Sam Abraham when people go, look at Sam Abraham, but he's older. <laughs> he's a month older than Marcus. Um, but, you know, they, you know th- this is the culture he was starting to bring through. A core of local lads. It doesn't happen immediately. This yeah. is a you're not with anything with kids moment from <laughs> Alan Hansen. It takes time. 
to bring that through and uh, and embed that and to get that playing the way you want it to play. Anyone like what in Frank Lampard's past told you that he was going to be Ancelotti or Mourinho? Like he's never going to be that. So if you want him to be a success, you've got to say right five years, let this fucker crash this a little bit and build it. Otherwise. You need to look at your fucking self for appointing a guy yeah. on the basis of what? I mean, even Solskjaer literally had proved one, that he could do it in the job, two, that he could do it elsewhere. Yeah. So those at least, whether or not you find them, those things valid, they were the, the reasons why he got the job. What did you see in Lampard that thought he was going to do anything other than what he did? Yeah. And that's, you know, if you want to say, we'll just hire like the next hot shit, the guy that's just won a league in Italy, the guy that's just won a league in France, and we'll do that year after year, sound. Don't moan about it. But if you want to change your direction and go in a different kind of vibe, then you have to support that and be prepared for the, the rough ride that you're going to get for a couple of years. This is it. Um, just quickly, Philip Glover asked the question. I think it was Philip Glover. Did Wolf McGuinness or Franco Farrell find Bobby, Sir, Sir Bobby for putting his hands in his tracksuit pockets? Didn't say no. Uh, men do press. That was it. I can't remember. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, they had a, a no hands in pockets thing. If you got caught, your hands in your pockets, you do press ups. Bobby did them. And, and I him. love that because it'll have been it'll have been like a right stone. Face. I think I've seen that. I've seen that on the one of the documentaries where all the old players were like, I can't believe he's making him do that. And he did it. And I think not long after that, Busby was like, I'm, I'll take charge of the team now. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> Thanks. Wolf was only like 30, though. Yeah. Right? And I think he was trying to assert that authority, but you don't do that to Sir Bobby, do you? Come on. Let's have it, let's have it right. Um, no, I agree with everything you said, mate, about Chelsea. And, you know, I think that it didn't really make much sense to me that. But I'm glad I'm glad that it, it didn't because it's sort of taking them out of the equation slightly and remains to be seen what Thomas Tuchel will do. I mean, you're you're quite you a fan, is that fair to say? I think he's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, does that mean I would want him at United? Not necessarily, but no. I think he's out there in terms of the managers that you would want to come into your club. I think he's up there. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I'm not a massive fan, but I don't disagree with that. I think he was one of the the names that was being touted about when he when people were trying to find a replacement for Ollie or look at who could come in for Ollie. Be interesting to see what happens there because Chelsea do have this system that works for them of every sort of five years at least they win a title. And it has been about five years, hasn't it? Not a bit longer since the last well, one won. It's a lot of it's down to having good fucking players. Yeah. You know, you, you bring in good players, you don't find any old idiot to manage them. Yeah, I suppose that's a point. If you've, if you've got fucking top, top players, have Ram Grant run us well close fucking for a fucking hell, league mate. and Champions League double. Mate, people forget how close the league was that season. And we were mint. And it was like, what, two points or something yeah. stupid? Like, Where's he now? I don't know. You, you managing, know last year, he was managing in fucking Israel. That's what I mean. Like, you know, you inherit that, like you say, amazing players. Because Chelsea were a fantastic team. Let's yeah. not kidding ourselves. And he got to, what, one kick within the Champions League and two oh, points yeah, within the double. Yeah, points of the fucking, yeah, Champions Which, League. You know, look at Di Matteo. Like he won the Champions League. Is he the best manager? Ranieri. I thought he won a double. Yeah. Like you know, Scalari. I know Ranieri didn't, was at Leicester, but you get my point. Anything, but, you know. Scalari, no, I think he. Yeah, no, he didn't win no, no, he, he's one of the few. He didn't came in though, didn't he? And won the FA Cup. I know that's <laughs> not the be on the end of, but he didn't came in with that team and won the FA Cup. And you know, they they've had a lot of good players. So yeah, they might be rinsing repeating managers, but not necessarily doing much better or worse. No, this is what I mean. Hopefully they all implode anyway. Um, Umar Khan says, what if Gerard is successful at Liverpool? And what if Solskjaer wins the treble? What if, exactly. What if, hopefully he won't be, but if he is, then, you know, I'll be fucking amazed. Because I just don't see it happening. And you can clip that off. 
Have we spoken about everything we need to speak about, mate? I think we've been going for about an hour and a half, haven't we? Yeah. We've got sidetracked talking about Mark Hughes' thighs. Don't worry about it. We're on the watch line tomorrow. Finish it then. Joe's got, a, Joe's got a tough time tomorrow. Me and you Does on the watch Does he think he's keeping this shit on topic? Does he think like, yo, oh, by the way, United are 3-0 up. Um, anyway, stay. <laughs> what was your favourite moment? 87, like, 88. Yeah. Where did it go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Because you were saying that about, we didn't, from, was it 89 to 92, we didn't have any prolific goal scorers. Because Chucky scored all his, his 30 goals in like 88. 88 yeah. yeah, 87, 88. And then we didn't, didn't we? And I was reading it, because I don't remember it, but I think in the season we lost the Leeds to Leeds, I think Sparky went 13 games without a goal. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that now? He'd be getting Welsh abuse on yeah, socials now. Yeah, he would, wouldn't he? So it's, you know, it's mad Sheep shagging cunt. It would, that's what it'd be like, wouldn't it? Like, where'd you live? Uh, <laughs> imagine, imagine going out of his house. <laughs> you fuck sheep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> do you know the story about when um, do you know the story about when Liam Gallagher used to wash cars when he washed Mark Hughes' car? No. Tony McCarroll and his butt sorts by when before Oasis was big, they used to, they had a mate who washed all the players' cars and he washed Mark Hughes' car and he said to Liam Gallagher, he was only a kid, he said, Go to that um door and give him uh, give him this invoice. So Liam Gallagher, this is in Tony McCarroll used to be the drummer in Oasis' book because he used to wash cars with him. So Liam Gallagher knocks on the door and he gives Mark Hughes, Mark Hughes answers the door and he's like, Wash your car. This is for you. And Mark Hughes opens it and he goes, I think your mates are taking the piss out of your son. And all the Tony McCarroll and everyone else is laughing. And Liam Gallagher opens it and it says, Curly, I love you. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 and he's talking me that. Mark Hughes is like, they're taking the piss out of your son. <laughs> we used to have a... Right. One. When you refueling helicopters, they have a <laughs> nozzle, right? I'll which give you this. Like, I didn't expect this sentence to go this way. <laughs> which looks like a fucking. It doesn't look like a gun, but it kind of has the shape of a gun. Yeah. We had a new lad come and start, and you have to hold it a certain way because all the ball bearings will fall out the bottom of it. Right. Right. So he said, "Yeah, hold that." So he's holding it. I'm like, listen, go and give the gaffer that note. And on it. Right. So. This <laughs> He's walked up to the sergeant major, regimental sergeant major. He's the, the number one guy. He's the shouty guy with the stick. That's right, yeah, yeah. That's why I was thinking. Is that stick. true then? Yeah. Yeah. Sergeant major's like, yeah, yeah, just a big shouty angry cunt. Yeah, right. Definitely what I'd be doing if I was still in now. Just being a big shouty. Get off my fucking ground! Well, you've sort of brought that to the office. It's been brilliant. It's that's a different story. So he walks into the guy's office like this, stood to attention like that. We wrote on the note. Give us all your fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> He's standing there. Like and he goes, just fucking give you that. He knew. Then he goes, we'll tell that to the CEO. <laughs> Do you know what? I sleep easier tonight knowing these are the people defending our nation. <laughs> Comes in and goes, you didn't tell me it was on the note, did you? I'm like, did you do it? And he was like, yeah. Then I went to the CEO. Mate, okay, well. I was like, who sent you here? And he's like, Sergeant Major. And he was like, Sergeant Major? What's going on? <laughs> I worry. I do worry when you tell me these stories, you and your army stories. Um, yeah, you said it before. Got to watch it on tomorrow. It's me, you, Mr. Smith, in it. Ronaldo Brown's here. Alex Baggers is here as well. Don't worry about that. Um, big game as well. I know we're not going to talk about it, but it is. <laughs> Massive, mahusive. So make sure you're there watching it. It's so a whole day away. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll talk about it tomorrow. But come and check us out here. Because when does when does it all kick off for us? 
before the game, but hour and a half before the game. Yeah, doing some shit. Yeah. So we've got the preview on later on as well. You've got what have you been doing down at Old Trafford before, weren't you? Transfer review. Transfer review. Got that. When's out? We're not signing anyone. Well, you're selling this to me. Um, I, I come up with a right pun, though. Go on. Bear with me. Go on. Babe Station. See what that's all about on a transfer review tomorrow morning. Ah, bye-bye. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.